What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 242 of the Left Coast Leafs podcast. I'm Sean Orr, joined by good buddy Trevor Bass. We're doing an early morning pod, and OT just started between yes. Toronto and yes. Minnesota Wild. Right on, man. I, I, I Sometimes stuff happens, and, and right now this is getting in the way of our Grey Cup preview. So oh, as soon sorry, as the I... overtime is over, we'll, uh, we'll uh, get into our, our, our 199th Grey Cup preview. Who's playing? <laughs> That's funny from an Ontario person. Uh, it is. Um, it Honest is question. Mon- Montreal and Winnipeg. Like, oh, okay. Um, Toronto, the Argos had the most dominant uh, regular season in, in CFL history. They were they were like a shoe in to go in the Grey Cup, and then they got upset by Montreal in the uh, in the Eastern Final. Oh, I did. I did read that. Yeah. Really, like nine turnovers or something. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like their 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 quarterback who's just been like nails all season long had the worst game of his career. So, um, okay. like yeah. So, um, yeah. So here we are. So it was morning coffees this morning instead of beers. I had my Starbucks winter blend, which I love. And it yes, was delicious. Yeah, and I had my Fernwood coffee, uh, local roaster. Um, Very nice. Yeah, that's kind of my go-to with my my pour over and my uh, my my new my new bougie setup. So happy with my gooseneck kettle and all that kind of stuff. Um, this game, um, game two of the the uh, Sweden series, it's been uh, kind of a interesting experience. Okay, uh, before we get into that, all I have to say is I'm I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. Where they send Gary fucking Galley to call this game. Like, yeah, this this is. It's a regional. All the games are regional blackout. I think it's just it's so pathetic. Yeah. I loved your tweet where it's like, would the NFL have a regional blackout game in Frankfurt? No, zero fucking chance. No, no. every game they played in Europe this year, which is it was a few actually. Like they were they were national broadcast games. It's like which they should be. And I mean, some people like how, how's this not how's this not a revenue opportunity to sell advertising on a national broadcast especially if you're sending the fucking toronto maple leafs i'm 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 unapologetic to all other fan bases this is the team that the most eyeballs reach in canada i'm sorry 100%. so oh matthews um that was nice yeah it was nice so how how can they not like put these as national games and aren't you going to get more ad revenue than having tsn fucking four regional coverage and sportsnet ontario like I like I don't I don't get it. One of the best sports in the world, easily the worst run league in the world, and it's not even close. Just like, not even close. not just completely. And, and, you know, it's a funny thing about that is I heard a name the other day um, that I hadn't heard in a long time, and I was shocked to know that this person is still like a elite executive in the NHL. Bill Daly. No, worse. Colin Campbell. Yes. Like, like, are you kidding me? Like, this is this is where this league is at, where they're still relying on the tutelage of fucking Colin Campbell to run this league in 2023. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like this, what? Like this is a joke. We joke about it. It's literally <coughs> 200 hockey men that. Oh wow, Willie just scored a fucking amazing goal. It had to be <laughs> Willie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Leafs win four three in overtime. Willie's dad is pumped. He just scored a ridiculous goal. Pay the oh, man. Oh. Pay. I hate. I hate. 
I hate the phrase pay the man because it just puts okay. us in fucking cap hell. <laughs> okay, so like let's uh, yeah, we, we hate the NHL is just terribly run to yeah. Manitoba. Like do, do, all I of mean, Canada you, des- sorry, all of Canada deserve to see this goal. Yes. And it, it, uh, outside of a fucking illegal stream. <laughs> is how close are you now to being more likely than not that the Leafs just need to figure out figure it out for one year until JT's contract's up and you can't let Willie go. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't say that I'm all in on that philosophy even now because that would be just contradicting myself and what I say about your big dogs have to have bite. You know what yep. I mean? And so then, then we still run back Matthews, Marner, Nylander, right? As our, as our McKinnons, as our Crosbys, as our Mark Stones, as our guys who have proven that they, you get yourself dirty to win, right? And I still don't think any of those guys are capable of doing that as much as I like two of them, you know? It, it's one of those things is you're not it until you are. Yeah, and they right. haven't had that moment. Yeah, like Nathan McKinnon, he wasn't a playoff performer until he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. it, you're Alex Ovechkin could never win the big yeah. game until yeah. he did. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's one of those things where you're not it mm-hmm. until you are. Yeah, and they haven't proved it. And and McKinnon McKinnon did play a, a, a largely um, Matthews ish kind of game where he didn't he didn't get into he didn't get into fracases and he didn't do those sorts of things but when he did the team elevated yep. right and so but so and so also Kale McCarr elevated that team yeah oh, he he helped i think <laughs> yeah. i think benoit might be our, our McCarr. Bit, bit of a uh, bit. <laughs> so yeah skating, i mean skating's a little rough there from benoit <laughs> I, but honestly Sean i think unless unless you can absolutely fleece a team on a trade Okay, for say Marner or for Nylander, and just like set yourself up in a in a. Matt's is handing out the player of the game. Yeah. walks out with the fucking fist pump. He's like, "Yeah, right on, boy." Very impersonal. I love it. <laughs> yeah, not not very at all, right? Yeah, I mean, in, until like, um, well, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> is Willie going to get two player of the game awards? Or oh, he the- should. Oh, that was but Mo got it first star, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he had a nice goal. He had the a nice pass to Willie. I, they can't give it to back to back to Willie, but I mean, he was a, he he made the difference. But anyway, yeah. So we we we've we've beat this one to death a lot, but we'll just sort of like after the performance in Sweden of Nylander, the Swedish prince. Um, yeah, man, it's complicated. Like it's it's it really like. Unless, oh, unless you can fleece a team with a trade in a in a Gilmore for Lehman kind of way, and change your team overnight, um, you you kind of you kind of got to just re-sign them, and and ride out that last JT year and hope that that three million or four million cap bump buys you enough depth. Do right? you did you think you would be this? far over to the re-sign side 17 games into the year mm, you know what I, I i don't think i'm as far over as as you think like i'm still i'm still team depth i'm still team balance like it's i still don't one- think this gets it done i don't like like if willie here's the thing if willie is 
is can can remain as otherworldly as he's been, and this is the new baseline for William Nylander, absolutely resign the guy and and fucking trade Mitch Marner. Yeah. Like honestly. But the 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 template this template has not proven to work yet in in that um like only one ten million dollar player, Jack Eichel, has won the Stanley Cup, right? And so, like, Mark when, Stone's pretty close. He's close. So, but when you're going to roll out three or f- four of them on one team, like, I mean, the odds the odds aren't against the odds the odds are kind of against you in that regard. You know, unless uh, you can get, get a goal, unless you can get a goalie that just gets hot. The one thing that shows is how ridiculous we are, especially like us that talk about this and people actually listen to us mm-hmm. where like fucking a month, just over a month ago, we were like this team and, and you can't top heavy da 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 da. As soon as like, there's a shiny object, it's like, Ooh, it just totally distracts us from all the shit we went through in yeah. the summer and everything we thought, Ooh, shiny object. He's scoring goals. Yeah. And it's just like, we totally are in that culture or mindset yeah. where it's like, instant gratification mm-hmm. what did you do for me now but yeah and it's just like do 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 like you you can't yeah. stay focused on the the long-term no. big prize but but i think i i think i i think i put out a tweet the other day that kind of alluded to that and like in the absence like what we've had the absence of in this in this sort of like era of like first round exits and almost first round exits is the team has been largely unlikable in the sense that there hasn't been that that player who we'll, we'll look back and say that was the player of our era from from a likability point of view a personality point of view if you know what i mean yeah. and and in in like as as sports fans unless you are a, a patriots fan or an a's oilers fan you are not going to win very often, yeah. right? So, no. so part of fandom is having the idols, and I mean, as, as a grown man now, we like we we idolize less, right? But it's still fun to. I still love people. I still love personalities. Like, and Willie, Willie, very loosely though. As what's a that? grown man, a grown man. <laughs> as a grown as a grown as a physically grown man and <laughs> and an an emotionally un ungrown man. Okay, um, but you know what I mean, like. Like to to have some to have a player to hang your hat on that is like fuck yeah man that's our guy like that's that's part of fandom as well and largely I don't think this team has had that like that one guy that the the, the son dean of the the last era kind of thing right you know oh, it's Austin Matthews and but 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 he doesn't have yeah. a personality like he doesn't like these these players now typically these players are actually just very reserved very conservative they don't put themselves out there publicly. They, you know, they, they just live pretty solitary lives, honestly. And, so and, and it's, be, and it's, it's cultural. It's cultural. Yeah. Right. It's cultural for sure. For sure. So I thought, I thought <clears throat> this week you may have had the best tweet you've ever posted. Hmm. And it was a quote tweet of a tweet that you sent. And it said, <laughs> I know shit about hockey. I really, I really feel like you need to frame that tweet. And yeah. every time you try and argue me on something, look at that and just then take two seconds to compose yourself yeah and remember what you wrote there <laughs> I, I I completely will own my spur of the moment 
um, emotional reactions to things. And if for, for context, for those who don't follow us on Twitter, if you're lucky enough not to follow us on Twitter, um, it was the end of the second period of the um, of the uh, Detroit game, and things were kind of just pretty sterile. And so they, they and Sheldon being such a, a line a line juggler like at times, they came up with the same lines. And I said, I said, so this, so you decide not to juggle the lines this time, Sheldon. And then, like within four minutes, the um, the Nylander line just blew up. And uh, and so I just quoted to myself, and I said, I know shit about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was a fun moment. Okay. Yeah, you, you, sometimes you just gotta get you gotta like you gotta own yourself sometimes, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Do you, so. do you think uh, the Leafs are going to make a pit stop on the way back to Toronto and drop uh, Klingberg off on Robodal? Oh, yeah. Have we ever have, do? Do we know the actual like pinned location of Robodal Island? No, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't. I mean, can you can you imagine like that? Like it's it's happened this quickly? Because I I do you think he's getting Robodal? Something's going on here because he got he was hurt at the start of the year, didn't really play in, in the preseason. It I think it's something hip or lower body related. Mm-hmm. The fact he didn't play in Sweden as a Swedish guy, mm-hmm. he's he's gotta be fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Like some some something is up here where if it if it is hip related, like those surgeries, like you're six to eight months or four to eight months usually, depending on where it is. But yeah, it's it really feels like this is vibing or trending towards a robot island situation, mm-hmm. which ultimately I think works out well for us because it opens up four million dollars in cap space, and we don't need to worry about having to fucking trade a pick to another team to have them eat 50% of a contract if we have that space available. Yeah. And it, it's amazing that because we, we all kind of thought that um, Robota Island was was a kind of a thing that Lou created and he kind of would like approach a player with his, with his kind of like East Coast like mob boss accent and yeah. basically and, and a couple of a couple of guys behind him with billy clubs and kind of like just tell the player that you're done. You're not playing hockey anymore. Congratulations. Yeah. And I thought that might have left with Lou, but the Leafs have created this culture of like just basically like convincing players that they just can't play anymore and getting rid of them when it's convenient. The it's uh, is, it's though, pretty interesting. I, th- I think the majority of players in the NHL like they're playing some something is hurting them or like they're not hundred percent healthy mm-hmm. so like it's not like they're making up injuries no. like these guys are warriors and they play through yeah. shit that you and i can't understand and and one of the another big issue that is of the drugs that they're giving them mm-hmm. to mask the pain mm-hmm. or, and which is also another issue and it's it's one of those things where like i think you could pick any guy and you could say yeah i need major surgery to repair this mm-hmm. and it's going to cost me 4 to 6 months yeah and i just i just think it it comes down to a team being like well if you don't want to do this we're going to do put you on waiver it's something where it's like yeah, all right i'm going to get myself fixed up here or or mm-hmm. what whatever yeah. that be i i don't think i think if it came out though the team was like saying 
we're, you're going, you're going to get this surgery. It kind of blows up in your face, like the whole jack eye. Oh yeah, for sure. Back. Yeah, it, it's a Ag- very, ag- agents would expose any team. It's of, a of very that. fine line. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a maybe the maybe there's like a a, a briefcase full of money scenario happening? Christy well, Pitts. <laughs> no um i would i wish that were true though yeah somehow i wish that were true but it, but but that that leaves a pretty big hole and you know what's kind of interesting i was watching this game today and i'm like i'm not hating this this um november leafs blue line like i don't think they're the answer as, as they as they are and you know as as much as we have been enjoying the the slow progression of timothy lilligren um he he he's a, still a bit of a mistake factory, and we can't. And so, and we're not getting those glaring bonehead mistakes out of the current six guys. But we're also overplaying Geo, which is not sustainable. No, I, I right? think this is like we're we're in stopgap mode right now. Mm-hmm. It's either Lilligren coming back uh, or a trade happening. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I've actually really liked Logason because. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking notice him at all. They don't say his name on the broadcast ever just no. because he's, he, he makes the right play and he makes the simple play he's, and he doesn't yeah. look spectacular. He's like that depth defenseman where you're just like, yeah. goes out, eats minutes, yeah. doesn't fuck up, gets off the ice. He's he's constantly, where, where I see him the most is pinning guys against the boards and, yeah. and not doing flybys, right? Pinning, holding guys up and... The play just kind of moves out of the zone from there. It's it's kind of actually pretty refreshing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. <coughs> I think Excuse me. A, an upgrade is is Benoit. He, he's like a six seven. I think Connor oh, Timmins yeah. coming back. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting to see him slot into the lineup here. And I, I still think like you need to move Geo down to the third pair, or yeah. like something needs to happen here. Because he's not going to be able to do this for the next six months, and I'd rather be seeing this in April, mm-hmm. and we don't burn him out right now. Yeah, like we got to get through this until, like I said, either the trade or Lilligan gets back, uh, and, and Timmins, yeah. and then we, we need to dial him back because yeah. we this type of Geo Daniel last year he was done because he played mm-hmm. eighty two games yeah. and we leaned on him for two months when Riley was hurt. Yeah, and he, he's a big reason of like. Mm-hmm why our November was November last year because he's, he's that good. And so yeah. it needs to be worked out here. No kidding. Well, and the one thing I like about Benoit is the fact that he's six, seven every day and yeah. he's 25. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know a lot about the guy, but you know what? We're going to have two or three or four more playoff runs here with this, with this team. Right. And what are we always missing when it comes down to it, right? Like a, a, a third pair guy who's just takes up space, kills penalties, gets physical, plays on that edge. And maybe the organization can just like work that guy into, into that, that role one day, you know, is Roman Polak still playing. <clears throat> I, he's probably playing in like the Czech division four league or something like that. Remember you want me to one year? He took a slap shot off the head, and broke his face. That was amazing. And then he, and then he, uh, and then he um, spiral fractured his leg. Yeah. <laughs> My God, that guy! That guy was a warrior. That was guy was a warrior. Um, yeah. So, hey, so question: Do you do you think do you do you you know I'm starting to get the feeling 
okay, statement slash question. I feel like they've got through their October blahs. And I feel like we're going into that stable ambiguity now of all of a sudden their their playoff fate will be determined. And then we're going to go through a season of just kind of like waiting for the playoffs instead of maybe having some ups and downs and some roller coasters. And um, I don't know if that's good for this team. I don't know if not having some challenges throughout the course of the season, even leading into March and maybe, maybe overvaluing yourself and not doing enough at the deadline or during the year for trades, et cetera, is, um, could creep back into this culture of this, of this team. Like where, where, where do you stand on that? Um, it's going to play itself out. I think the next 30 days for me. So mm-hmm. right before Christmas and it's, <clears throat> if bought, if Boston doesn't come back to real life here, mm-hmm. like if they keep doing what they're doing and they pull away again, where mm-hmm. they're going to be uncatchable. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't, I think it's going to be a three horse race, potentially four with Florida, Toronto, Boston. I think when Bassey gets back, Tampa is going to take a step because they've been very good offensively mm-hmm. and it's going to be a dog fight. And, yeah. and so I, I don't see it unless Boston absolutely pulls away mm-hmm. and it's, it's, you're not fighting for that last or you're not fighting for that playoff spot. Yeah. top spot because yeah. i i truly think like you you want to win this division because that two three matchup is a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. it's been a nightmare for yeah. six seven years yeah yeah 100 and it's gonna be florida it's or tampa and you or i guess boston if they slip down but like it's just that that matchup it ridiculousness of the nhl again with their setup here it ends up being like the third best team places the fucking sixth best team or like it's just it ends up being a ridiculous setup because of the playoff structure mm-hmm. and if they're not hungry if they don't play, don't play hungry which i i feel like i have to believe something has changed within them because if i didn't then why the fuck am i watching this hockey yes team? no exactly we have we have to we have to have faith in in the evolution of the avalanche evolution, the lightning evolution, the uh, yeah. the Washington evolution. That's all we got. If we don't have that, we have nothing, right? Yeah, like why why watching it then? If you, exactly. like, if you've already accepted they're going to lose, then yeah. it's like there's literally no point in making the investment of your time in it. For sure. Except for, I mean, this highly profitable podcast, obviously, right? Free beer. <laughs> Free beer, baby. Free beer. So well, well said, well said. I think on that note, I think mm-hmm. this is good for a coffee pod. I know you yeah. got your tennis match coming up here. Yeah, I got to play tennis. Um, let's just tee up this this week. Um, um, Black Friday daytime game again, 11 a.m. Pacific on Friday against Chicago. And so maybe we'll, if, if there's some news that breaks this week and, and then there's a, a, a Connor Bedard game, maybe we'll just do a post game on, uh, on Friday and get back into the groove. Yep, that uh, that works for me. My schedule's a little wonky next weekend. We mm-hmm. can chat about that okay. offline, but uh, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, um, four to four points in Sweden, and Willie is confirmed rock star status. He is. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go.